you enjoy this podcast and want to swear eternal allegiance with your money, please go to patreon.com slash shadow. That is patreon.com slash S-H-A-D-E-A-U-X. Now, please experience the content. This is space. This is the final frontier. These are the cases before the court. Its mission, legislate strange new crimes, seek out new perpetrators and new defendants, to jurisprudently go where no law has gone before. This is The People vs. Star Trek Voyager. The People vs. Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of no one. For the defense. Commander Matthias Zapp, Spurlock, Starfleet Pro Bono Legal Fund. Prosecution. Ultra Magnus Secretary OGT Supersport Deluxe to the Rear Admiral John Q. Continuum Esquire. Judge. The Honorable Midnightian Later. May it please the court. Case on the docket is 212 Resistance. Star date 49234.1. Original air date 11 27.95. Order in the court. As is well known to all here, these proceedings are being broadcast to Brendan Fraser's Apple Watch. So I expect a civil tone and a consummate air of professionalism. No rancor, no ribaldry, and not even a sniff of the lemongrass. The question before the court is this. Is Star Trek Voyager a misunderstood gem, or just plain, tawdry garbage? Now your opening arguments, keep them brief. Your Honor, I will indeed be brief. So brief, because I'm going to use this as a teaching opportunity. I'm going to allow my young intern to give the opening argument. Take it away, trombone face. Commander Spurlock. Welcome in, Your Honor, and bienvenue. Welcome to a very special episode of Voyager with a very special guest star. This episode's laser-tight focus on the heartbreaking interplay between Janeway and the broken, delusional man who sees in her a link to his lost family allows us to experience our beloved captain in an environment free from the burdens of command and the techno-trappings of a Federation starship. Oh yes, the feels are on the march like a bunch of black-clad fascists in bad Judge Dredd cosplay. And resistance is futile. Thank you. 
Now the evidence will be presented in the format agreed upon by the Fairfax Addendum to the Kittimer Accords. Audio recordings of three white guys interrupting each other. Play the hologram. Resistance! We begin... In a market? In a marketplace? Yeah. Are they dealing drugs? I was like, what is this sneaky, shady (laughs) shit going on right now? Yeah, I kind of loved being immediately plunged into, like, where are we? Yeah. Why is everyone in disguises? Yeah. Neelix has a contact. There's a vial of some stuff. Yeah. Could be drugs. Yep. Uh, Then we see some ominous biker dudes. Uh, there's a gunfight. Right. Janeway's wounded in the neck. Some random comes out She's and helps her. by the MC from Cabaret. Yes. Uh, yes. Which I think this might have been less weird <laughs> if we had just seen like a shape tackle a guy. But we see enough of him to be like, oh, hey, that's Joel Gray. What the hell? And then yeah. bump, yeah. bump, bump. Then to the title sequence, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this one sort of felt like last episode, like they started doing something and then they just cut it in a weird place to put the cold open. Mm. But hey, I'm interested. I don't know where the hell we are. I don't know what's in that vial. Joel Gray is here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Janeway shot, obviously, you know. Um, it's an interesting. I mean, you can't call it a boring cold open. It was not boring. No. And I immediately dug the like, wow, there's lots of extras. There's yeah. lots of costumes. There's yeah. lots of like, they built sets. Yeah, we're not like, in the Voyager multi-use mall uh, right. that they use for, for right. so many other planets. Yeah, and, and I think unlike other times where they've done this sort of thing, it's immediately pretty clear, at least the basics of what's going like, okay, they came to this place. They need a thing. Neelix is the facilitator for that, which makes sense because he's Neelix. Sure. He's the local guy. Um, something goes wrong. It all goes to shit. And then that's where we are at the start of the episode. Yeah. Um, I did have a hot second where I thought when they went to the credits, like, what if after this, like, I was, for a minute, I was like, what if they, res- like, this is like the tail end of an adventure. Right. Like, before uh, Janeway got shot, <laughs> I was like, what if they, like, get the thing and they leave, and then after this, the whole episode has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it's like them coming out of, like, the locker room, be like, wow, that was a crazy adventure. Pretty much. And wow. But, yeah. like I said, with a show like this, there's no way they're no. going to spend this much money on a set and no, not no, no. get full use out of it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so after the credits, we get uh, Chakotay very concerned uh, down in engineering, we learned quickly, but very sort of organically, that the warp core is jacked. They're out of tellurium is the sci-fi thing this week they need. Sure. Tellurium. Um, and what stabilizes the yeah. warp reaction. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kim is like, hey, we're almost out of power. I can shut down the shields. That'll buy us a little more time. And Cody's like, that's ridiculous. We'll be totally defensive. He's like, you wanted options. This is the last one we have. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Kim's turn to be fed up with Chakotay's bullshit. Yeah. Like, everybody's on this guy. Last last week it was uh, Janeway, and it was Tuvok before that. Now Kim's like, hey, man, I'm trying, all yeah. right? I'm it was a good go. moment. Yeah. It was a good moment for Kim, and then Chakotay's like, all right, do it. Yeah. Uh, then they, uh, they beam um, Neelix back, who has the tellurium, um, and then they find out that they're basically talking about, like, that they were taken by the Mogra. Mokra. Which, the Mokra which are the bad guys du jour. Yes. Uh, and I was like noticing, like, oh, it's very dark in engineering. And I was going to make like a, like a sassy note. I was like, oh, wait, they're low power. Of course it's dark. They just said it, you dumbass. Yes, they did. Uh, that was 
to me. Uh, I did kind of think it was funny how they like they got the tellurium and they literally like run over to our panel and like dump and then like beep beep beep. Hey, it's fixed. Yeah, they sort of plug it in like the canister that the street tellurium dealer gave them was just already fitted to be able to, to plug they right didn't into a Federation starship. Like, yeah, dumped it straight in there. Yeah. Um, but okay, I understand they wanted to like resolve this yeah. so they could focus on what they wanted to focus on. And maybe once the candle goes out entirely, it's really hard to get it relit. Like it was down to like three percent. You know, maybe once it hits serious. So he was like, we just got to do it, you know, because yeah. once it hits zero, that's a whole different thing to get right. it back to one, you know. Yeah, but I think they, they do say that once it once it stops, you can't start it up. Right. You have to be like in dry dock in, yeah. in Federation space yeah, to get it started. We're boned up. if this thing stops. Yeah. So that was cool. And then they get the warp engine back online. So they have some power so they can actually try to like help and figure out what's going on with the rest of the away team. Sure. Um, they go back up to the bridge and Neelix is telling him like, okay, the Mokra are paranoid and hostile. There's no way they're going to like talk to you. They're going to attack you as soon as they, you talk to them. Right. And then they get hailed by the head chief of the Mokra. We never really get a title from him. I think he's like the security, Just head security person. Some ranking dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you must have been unaware of our regulations. And Chakotay plays it cool, which yes, is good. Like, yes, of course. Send us your regulations. We would like to speak to you. And then Neelix gets some quick one-off line. Like, he's not like any other Mokra I'm ever aware of. Um, Just setting up this like totalitarian regime, very focused on laws and rules. Right. Uh, then we go to jail time with Chakotay and Torres. Mm-hmm. Not so, sorry, Tuvok and Torres. Uh, basically, where they're just sort of. And I, I was thinking about we haven't seen these two characters together like this, like to just have a chance to like talk to each other. True. And I appreciate. I don't think they quite. I, I would have liked more, honestly, but th- it wasn't the focus of this episode. I get that. But I really enjoyed those two characters getting to like talk to each other and bounce sure. off each other. We don't get a lot of that on the show. They yeah. sort of naturally pair off Torres with Kim or Torres yeah. with Chakotay. We don't see a, tor- a lot of Torres Tuvok. And I thought it was a really it's cool. Good. It's like cold Vulcan, Vulcan logic versus her half Klingon impulsiveness and all Rage that. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's talking about being cautious and she's like about, and you know, and she's like, that must be Vulcan for let's hope for the best. Basically <laughs> how they don't have any data either way, whether Jamie's yeah. dead or alive. Yeah. So we might as well, not do anything. Two bucks, like, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut there. So they're talking about Janeway and it's a smart edit. They cut right to Janeway. Uh, she's sort of waking up somewhere. We hear sort of a weird chant singing in the background. Right. And I actually didn't catch that it was him in the initial cold open. This one mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, it's Joel Gray. It's Joel Gray. Our yeah. special guest star, Joel Gray. Yeah. But that's, and this, may I say, is a big step up in guest stars for Voyager. I mean, uh, it's. He he, is surpri- he does surprisingly a lot of uh, guest stars in like genre. I had to shows. I had to look it up because I was thinking he was an egot, but he's actually a gigot. He's got a Golden Globe, an Oscar, and a Tony. Uh, he didn't have an Emmy, no so way. he doesn't complete the. Uh, he was working yeah. for it this time. He was working for it this time. Yeah, he was hoping to get that Emmy to to add to his acronym. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a really talented guy. No, uh, he's he is oh, yeah. he is royal legend. He is royalty. And, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, Joel Gray's in this episode. Okay, got it. This right. is what this is going to be about. This character and mm-hmm. Janeway. So cool. Excited for that. Uh, she kind of wakes up and she's like, her calm's gone, and then uh, he's basically like, hey, I'll make you some soup. Here's some water. Blah blah blah. You're wounded. I took care of you. Uh, but then we get the first 
like needle scratch moment where she's like, I'm so happy that my little girl is home. And you're like, Oh, oh no. no, he's not helpful. He's, he's crazy. He's a crazy man. Yeah. He's crazy. And then like, just like, <laughs> and it's he, just so weird. Like there are parts where it's like touching her face. and just. Nah. Well, here's the immediate moral dilemma that yeah. Janeway is like, okay, I need someone, anyone to help me because I don't know my way around here. I don't know anything about this place other than there's a shadow tellurium market that we yeah. were hoping <laughs> to tap into. Um, what are the ethics here? <laughs> Do I let this guy believe I'm his daughter? I think she quickly decides to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, she she's kind of, she just ever like grabs him by the shoulders and is like, hey, listen, you crazy bastard, I'm not your daughter. She also isn't like, oh, hey, Pops, yeah, can you help me get the hell off this planet? She toes the line. So she, no, she, she insists the line. Like, again and again. She just finally stops arguing with stops him. Stops arguing with him, yeah. yeah. At first, she's sort of like, right, let's deflect the conversation a little bit and just yeah. not address this. And yeah. then she addresses it when she, you know, and then she sort of just stops disagreeing with it. Yeah, they, it pretty much it rolls into a larger scene where he, he talks about his sweet Relkana. Yes. Um, and then basically she's like, okay, where, where are we? How can I get out? What's the thing? It's basically a pretty frustrating conversation as it would be talking to someone with Absolutely. dementia as best we can tell. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she like is trying to be careful and thoughtful of him, but also like she needs she is. to go and he won't let her go. But also she's, I think they did a good job of making her legitimately wounded, Enough. She gets shot in the neck. And she, she needs information from him too, but yeah, right, she, to she know, know what where the hell's go. going on, or where to go, yeah. or where to find communications equipment, or what have you. Uh, we do finally get the next little piece of his story, where she's like, "I need to go to the jail." Um, and he's like, "Well, I'll go with you. We don't want to keep keep her waiting." And she's like, "Keep who waiting?" And he's like, oh, your mother. She's been in there. We'll go save her, all this stuff. And you're like, oh, my God. This is going to be heartbreaking, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you know what you're in for. for okay, yeah. here we go. Yep, yep. Um, and Janeway seems to know, too. She's like, oh, damn it. This is not going to be a fun afternoon. Nope. Yeah, and, and like I said, there is lots of like him all like tears. touching her face and being very like intimate with her. But like, it never feels bad and wrong and creepy as it has in some other earlier yeah. episodes. Because Joel Gray is so it's, good. It, it, well, and they it, have a good chemistry and nothing, rapport. Nothing sexual No, no, no. It it's fatherly. Like it's fatherly. Yeah. It's still weird, but it's fatherly. It's uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be uncomfortable yeah, yeah, for yeah. us because we know Janeway's not his daughter. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we quickly go to the on Voyager meeting between uh, the high chief of the the uh, who are these guys the Mokra oh, I do the Mokra I, yeah. I would Evil like to because at, at the end of that scene like he hugs her right yes yeah I do like I I did make a, a note about her, the look on her face it's like the the ugh I don't have time for this shit sort of look yes um. But yeah, and yet because she's a good person, she she's didn't not just stop gonna, the hug. Yeah, it's very conflicted. She's not going to body check this guy out of the way and just yeah. leave. And yeah, you know. yeah, it's very conflicted because she's ultimately someone who like cares about other people. She right? does, and this she is a does. person who saved her life. Functionally, yeah, absolutely, bandaged her wounds, yeah. but also needs help. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, okay, so we go to the meeting with the Mokra and Chakotay, which I put in my notes like very good poker face. Chakotay, mm. he handles that. Really well. He He's did. like, let me see my people. I was like, well, we need all this stuff. Let me see my people. Uh, like, he doesn't. He doesn't. And he's like, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. 
cigarettes. Um, then, because and we're we're still trying to get a read on the the head Mokra guy of like what does he want? What does he like? Does he know about them? But then the scene right after that is them just interrogating Tuvok and Torres. When you're like, you find out that they think that Voyager has been supplying weapons to the Resistance. That's right. why they're on the planet, and they're convinced of it. And they basically drag um, Tuvok off to torture him. Torres right. tries to fight, and Tuvok's like, no, it's pointless. There's no, there's no logical reason for you to do that. So stop. Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a good scene, but it's pretty, it's pretty short. Like once more, this like this new pace that Voyager's kind of established itself. Right. Um, um, so then we go back to another long scene with uh, Janeway, and uh, what is his character's name? They say only say it a couple times. Who? Joel Gray. Calum. 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 Yeah. Um, and basically, this is this is the real like. You're just gonna like cry in this scene where she's like, I don't want to cause you trouble, but I need to do these things. And he gives her the necklace yeah. that belonged to the mother, the mother. But, it, but she'd be so happy to see you wearing it. And then he starts talking about the letters. Like oh, we wrote them together around oh, one God. a week. Yeah. And then he pulls them out and you see how many there are. And you're like, Oh my God. And then he starts panicking because he can't find the last one. Yeah. He's not sure he can remember what he put in it. Mm-hmm. And she's going to, Oh, he's worried that she's going to think that I've given up hope after all these years. If I don't write her again. Yeah. And the bit with his hand shaking and God, will you write it for I know, me? Man. I was like, stop it. Yeah, I'm already and weeping. Like, it's just like the more she's trying to push away from this situation, the more tangled up she's yeah. get every yeah. response that he gives her gets her more tangled in this. Yeah, he he has a line about uh I think he says it as like uh about how memory isn't very good. Mm-hmm. But it it's almost said like felt like memory isn't very good. Yeah. Like memory is right. fails you, basically. Yes, sure. And that's the I think that's the moment where we see him, except for maybe towards a little bit later, this is where he seems the most lucid, the most like on the edge of really being aware of the reality mm-hmm. of his situation. And you can see him like walk right up to it and know I cannot go past this line because right. if I do, I'm lost. And it's all in his performance. It's all in watching Joel Gray's face and watch. And there's a certain subtle uh, uh, skill to being the person in the scene who's listening and reacting to really make those moments land, and Cable Girl is doing an amazing job. It's just, it's just a heart. It's heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking speech. It's, it's clearly the whole reason you do this whole episode is to have this character have this moment and have the interactions between two pretty world class actors. Yeah, between yeah, the two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, as a director, that had to be fun to just sort of just, just cut these two loose on the scene, on the scene. Make sure we've got the yeah. cameras running. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that I think I think I have a note about that. The director was like, "Yeah, just go. Tell me when you." When you think you got it. <laughs> when you guys feel good about it. Yeah, he's well, like, tell uh, me when to cut and print. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then there's the big Gestapo door breach moment, and they dash out through yeah. a hole in the wall. Were they were they kicking in all the doors, or did they find her somehow? They were going systematically. Okay, They're going okay. door to door looking for stuff. Gotcha. Um, so then we go back to the market. Uh, where they're like looking for um, her contact, the contact that they sold the Tellurium to. Like, I think he's with the resistance. Maybe he can help us, give us information, give us yeah, weapons. They're shaking the place down in very like typical jackbooted fascist thug style yeah. of like, oh. let's grab some random people and, you know, we'll mm-hmm. torture them until the real person talks. Yeah, there's a good line from um, uh, Joel Gray's character when he sees the head chief of the Mocha, where he's like, monster. Yeah. Kind of setting up a an antagonist yeah. relationship with him. And then she stops him and pulls him out. Like, no, they want to fight. We can't fight them right now. Uh, they see the contact. 
that uh, that they got the tellurium for, which I think they showed for like half a second in the cold open. Uh, then the 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 thugs grab him, the Gestapo, and then there's this weird moment where Joel Gray goes over and is like a clown jester to like yes diffuse the. It was so awkward. It it was. It felt honestly. awkward. Like I understood the point of it. Yeah. That he's he's diffusing the tension so they'll let the guy go. But they also I think they didn't really in the editing they didn't really show the moment. It wasn't what, clear that they actually let him go. Yeah, you saw in the next scene when they're talking to him like, oh, they must have let him go, and that's yeah. But it wasn't as clean in that scene. Yeah, that, that was what was happening. And honestly, it also felt like this is not. We didn't write anything. We literally just said, hey, Joel, go do some stuff. Yeah. Which is generally a good idea, but it, it it felt very odd more than – it didn't feel purposeful. Okay, it, I'll, I'll agree with you that there should have been a shot of them letting that contact – or that contact kind of slipping back into the shadows and maybe right. a distraction or something like that. But what I do like about this scene is – and you actually kind of hit on this a minute ago when you said that, that line that he has about memory is not good. There's this second of, of lucidity, of clarity. Like we're, we're – we think, oh, he's just this crazy old man who thinks Jane Wayne is his daughter. <laughs> but every once in a while, he kind of comes up to a line where he, you know, he does in fact realize the gravity of the situation yeah. and and the danger that is is apparent here. And in this situation, they don't show it until after he does the whole clown act, right? He does right. the clown act. Everybody laughs. He dances with the girl. The uh, right. I don't know if it was an improv. It wasn't improv because they show a shot of the little melon half there, but where the guy takes and he's like, "Here's your hat, you crazy old man. Get out of here." Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Um, and then there's a look between Joel Gray, between Caleb and Janeway, where Janeway realizes like this guy's been surviving in this shit for a long yeah. time, right? And he is not a coward. He's brave. He knows what he's doing in situations like this. He's pushing back the only way he knows how, and he's not afraid to humiliate himself right. if he gets someone off the hook. So from an editing standpoint, from a you know cinematography standpoint, they certainly could have done with a shot of showing, though the result of this was contact dude slipped back into the yeah. shadows and the, the tension was diffused. But I do like the look between him and Janeway. Yeah. No, yeah, that and was again, good. great yeah. face acting by Kate Mulgrew to sort of convey all of that realization yeah. in 1.8 seconds right. of facial yeah. expression. I did have a thought that I think that like his clowning was interesting because like I was like, oh, well, this is an alien race. We don't have the cultural touchstones for like that weird like Beep, 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 beep. Like like yeah. the weird sort of like I was like that's probably a thing on this planet. Sure. Like everyone knows, oh, if you're a clown, this is what this you is do. Something you do, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting to like suddenly develop a clown routine for an alien race. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I, I'm inclined as much as I'm supposed to be the guy who hates things. Uh-huh. Um, I'm inclined to sort of give that scene a little leeway because they they talk they refer to it later uh, to Caleb as as his character is like, oh yeah, we let him just, you know, do what he does, and yeah, it gets explained later. Like yeah, he, yeah. you know, he's, he comes up to the gates. He says he wants his wife back. We send him on his way. Yeah, and he has essentially learned how to weaponize that against them, or yeah. at least to at least to pr- use it to protect other people. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's just like he's just a wacky old man. We just yeah. let him run around, and he's an example to us. He's entertaining else. to us. Yeah. yeah, we we toy with him, and he serves as an example of what happens to yeah. your life if you defy the you know whatever they're called. Gotcha. Mokra, okra. The mokra, yeah. The, the, okra. the evil okra. The okra. Uh, but then there you go with Kate Mulgrew's acting ability, adding yeah. 
some weight to it that maybe isn't written or filmed into right, it. Right, true, you know? right. Uh, we get another quick scene after that of Torres in the cell, and there's a ladder in her cell where she could climb up. And I was like, why is there just a ladder? <laughs> that's that's the that's the yard. That's where they get their physical uh, activity. Uh, you just go up and down <laughs> the ladder. Uh-huh. <laughs> she hears some screams, which we assume is Tuvok. Yes. Um, but that's pretty much it for that scene. Is this when she sees the contact come in, or is that later? That's later. That's later. later. Okay, so then real quick, back to Voyager, where they're like, Kim, we need to beam through this shield. He's like, I don't know how to do that. Well, it's a challenge for you, Mr. Kim. Storm off, and Kim's like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, they've done that in other They've done that in other They episodes. always find a way. There's, they always find a way. Well, they've done that specific task in other episodes. It's Star Trek. If you think hard enough, you know, you'll yeah. you brain hard enough, you can overcome any problem. It's very, very next-gen well, sort yeah. of, we can't do it. Yes, you can if well, you want to badly enough. And, and I respect that they were like, we can do it. But if we do it, they're going to know we're there. Yeah. Immediately. Right. It's a cost. <laughs> uh, then we go back to they've met with the informant, uh, and he's basically like super dismissive of them. Like, you're just going to get yourself killed if you go to the prison. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, okay, fine. I'll help you. And then we get a little bit of the like, you shouldn't be listening to this guy. He's a fool. We all know what he's about. We all know what he's done, that he's a coward. He's like, he's not a coward. He saved your life. Um, and then he's like, well, I need, what are you going to give me for these weapons? He's like, well, I don't have anything to trade. He's like, how about that necklace? The one that he just got. Mm. And she's like, no, no, absolutely not. And then he, Callum is like, no, it's just what you need. Just do it. Just a necklace. It's fine. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then there's a, they give the contact a good line is like, well, okay, the contact, I'll send the guy with the weapons in three hours in the market. Like, I'll get you that. But what you really need is a miracle. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah. So then we cut to, they've been waiting in the, they say at that point that like the contact is three hours late. So I guess they've been in the market for six hours, just sitting around. Uh, and then we get another nice little dig at the fields uh, where he talks about his wife and how she got taken prisoner. The the I said I would meet her by the river story to go on. Like she was the resistance right, fighter. Right, right. He was afraid, but she finally convinced him to go on a raid with her. He said, yes, I'll meet you by the river. And he didn't. And while she was waiting for him, that's when she got arrested. And the reason he wouldn't take the risk was because he thought his daughter needed to have parents, right? Mm. But then, of course, that's when the daughter gets the daughter gets captured later, trying to save the mom or get right, shot right, or whatever. Right. So, yeah, he's he's he, he shouldered a psyche breaking amount of guilt uh, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, uh, you can see why when why he's crazy. Uh, they finally see their con- the person with the weapon is wearing the blue vest as planned. They, and they go out, and I love this moment. Yeah. The moment where she walks up behind him and she sees his shoes. His shiny military Shiny military-issue shoes. Mm. And she drags him. He's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, no, no, he's wearing military boots. It was a trap. I had a, I and had, then, like a, I had a Shawshank Redemption flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was a cool moment. Like, that's, like I love little tiny little cool No, it was great. Like it was good detail. Uh, but then, then uh, the uh, the ladies of the evening, we are left to assume, mm-hmm. walk by, and Jamie is like, "Maybe we should use a different strategy." <laughs> and I was like, "Where's this going? Uh-oh. Where's this going, Catherine?" Kath, <laughs> um, as, as, uh, as she lets her hair, hair down. flow down along her shoulders, uh, let Kath emerge finally. Uh, then we go back to the scene of Tuvok being thrown back in the cell after just being beaten up. And this is actually a really great small scene between Torres and Tuvok about like, I thought Vulcans don't feel pain, which is a little racist. Yeah. Uh, Also like, whoever said that? (laughs) 
No, I, I could see that as being a thing. Other, other, especially Klingons, they can definitely them. think. But he, he says like we can resist certain levels of pain, yeah. but after that, you just have to endure it. Um, and then she talks about, well, aren't you angry? Don't you want to get back at them? He's like, there's no purpose to that. I mean, we are resisting in that we're not giving them what they want. We're not giving them the information they want. It's just a cool moment of those two characters learning about each other, seeing the contrast between them. It's just a cool scene. Like, I would have watched the whole episode of just Torres and Tuvok because it was, I yeah. really like that dynamic. And I haven't seen a lot of it. Well, they the haven't show. shown, yeah, they haven't shown those two characters really. Get them together. Bounce I like off it. each other. Uh, but th- that's when they see that they caught the contact. They see him walking by just to established for the audience okay the contact's been caught that's how they knew to do the trap okay cool putting all the pieces together so now we go to the access tunnel which the moment that we've all been waiting for (laughs) seductress janeway it worked. Hold on, it worked. I'll say right off the bat, it absolutely worked. I was expecting that she was going to enlist the aid of the of the the sexy of local ladies but no 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 she went in herself uh and it totally worked um, and but it and it wasn't played as a joke, no. which I liked, and it wasn't played like she like she was very attractive in that moment, and also like just her lines with the guard there, like oh, yeah. no one will see. I'm like, oh damn, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it makes sense logically. Everything about this, they they set it up like mm. she'd be looking for any kind of tactical advantage she could come up with. She sees that, like you said, ladies of the evening hanging around the barracks or whatever this is supposed uh-huh. to be. Okay, obviously this the the guards here frequent in that particular trade, uh-huh. I can use that to my advantage. So it's just, just a tactical mind looking yeah. for a weakness to explore. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. moment that we wouldn't expect from Janeway, and I <laughs> yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah. Well, an interesting uh, fact, I guess, UPN, that's the the moment they chose to latch onto as far as promos for this episode. <laughs> Of course they did. Of course it's like did. the smallest part of the episode, but yeah, that's that's the one moment. So the commercial was a shot of Janeway saying, like, "No one will see us." Yeah, like her. Yeah, I'm like, what? Well, I got to tune in for that. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I would set the VCR yeah. uh, for that for sure. <laughs> uh, so she quickly takes out the first guard and the second guard. She deactivates the security, goes inside, but she locks she locks Callum outside. You're not coming with me. He's super upset, but she's like, "Sorry, nope. This is as far as you go. You saved my life. I'm returning the favor. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sa- getting you killed. This not is, getting you killed." Yeah. Uh, and then she goes on inside, and he looks super upset. Um, so go back to Voyager to find out what. What is Harry Kim's amazing idea? It's pretty cool. The idea we're going to shoot all these radion beams yeah. just to confuse the shield so they can't quite figure out where they're penetrating and then beam in and only give them so much time. Well, the idea is the transporter beams in one of them. Yeah, but there's such a scatter shot of yeah, where yeah, these yeah. all the beams that they won't know exactly there's where they are. There's no landed. way to track it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, is, it's a good idea. Kim is ultra competent in this episode and he also – ultra fed up with people looking over his shoulder all the time to make sure he's doing his work the right way. <laughs> <He is. laughs> I like this version of Harry. Just right. being like, I've got it. I get what you want me to do. Give me five freaking minutes and I'll get a miracle for you. It's very Torres, really. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think he's better than Torres in this episode because he's got that... Because they have the... Is it, they do the flector dish thing mm-hmm. later and Chakotay's like, when can you have it ready? He's like, now. No, it's, it's ready, ready now. now. Yeah. <laughs> I actually programmed it last night before I even. I anticipated. The idea. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then they get shot. They get. Sh- they, the, it doesn't work. The no. The Mokra, the evil Okra, start shooting back with eighty-five cannons. Then they hail them like, "You have broken our laws. Do it again. You've not gone in two minutes. We will blow you out of the sky." So you right. can say Mokra, evil Okra, but we're not supposed to say Seska Space Fresca. I don't. I don't. I'm giving you shade about saying Space I just Fresca. I feel like there's a vibe coming from you whenever 
I, I don't acknowledge it. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Mocha, Evo, Mocha. It's not not brilliant or anything. <laughs> like I'm not claiming that I did some shit right now. Okay. Much like Seska Space Fresca. Hey, that I don't shit think, is that I don't shit think, is brilliant. Call the comedy awards. Call them. Uh, Tell them I'm ready. Yes. I want a Webby in my in my fan fiction of my life. <laughs> I want a Webby for Seska Space Fresca. No one thought of that before. Uh, okay. So then, uh, but the the side effect of them doing all these radium beams and also Janeway breaking in, she like deactivates yeah, yeah, yeah. the power, so they're able to get out. They have to grab a guard, take his gun, and then there's a quick shot of Tuvok looking super bloody with the gun, and I'm like. Two Fox protocol activated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, uh, this is a side note. I really love the look of the guns. They're very Star Wars. They're yeah, they're very, they're very yeah. low tech, yeah. cheap. Actually, another Star Wars ish aesthetic I noticed was like they're all wearing black, but like they've got the little like stitched in padded things, like yeah. Darth, like Darth Vader's mm-hmm. arms. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're just so um, they're not plated. This whole episode was stuff. a low key Star Wars yeah. episode. Um, Lots of earthy tones Apparently to indicate that mo- you're in a poor they area. They spent a lot of money on this episode. I, I get yeah. showed. I guess if they got Joel Gray, they were like, well, we, we better dump some budget into this. Yeah, you know? it showed. Uh, so, yes, in quick order, they're like, okay, up on the board, like, okay, we got 30 seconds before they blow us out of the sky. Then uh, Column shows back up. He got in somehow, probably when the defense shields went down. He just came inside. Uh, we see Voyager getting rocked. Kim has another good idea of like, let's move over to the North Pole where there's an electric storm. It'll confuse their sensors like a blind spot. Though they do have something like, it's already dissipating and only buy us a little bit of time. Uh, but it's still a really good idea from Harry mm-hmm. Kim. He's like, he's batting a thousand on this episode. Um, then we get the big scene. The big scene at the end where like the evil uh, chief of security comes in and Column's there and everyone's there. Yeah. Um, and that's when he says, like, oh, he hit this guy on one of his little missions. Yeah. And then we find out that it's been 12 years since his wife died. Yeah. Some amount of time after that, his, his, his daughter, uh, daughter died. died. And he just keeps showing up. He keeps trying to get in periodically. We just send him on his way. He's totally ineffectual. He's meaningless to us. No one's ever escaped. No one will ever defeat us. So they tell him his daughter's dead. Yeah, they confront him with that information. Yeah, and then he rage stabs the uh, the chief well, right before that. Yeah. This, he says something. You know, they're all being held, and, and they, he kind of looks at Janeway and says, uh, or says something about his foolishness has condemned another innocent woman, and then says that he'll he'll question Janeway himself, and she gives him this great. Good. I'll kill you first. Yes. Look, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. You'll be the first to die when yep. we inevitably escape this. Right. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that he is. Uh, it's not at her hand, though. It's uh, or Joel Gray, like you said, a rage. Yeah, stab. Hey, like rage stab. The And open, they did a yeah. good job throughout the ep- uh, st- uh, throughout the uh, the episode putting these two characters in parallel. Yeah. Uh, and to have this big moment where he comes and like stabs him, and the, but he also shoots him, so they both die at the same moment. Um, falling back. I also want to give a shout out to the super awkward stormtrooper exit. <laughs> where they're like, oh, you killed our dude. Okay. We're just going to slip out. Stand, Real quiet, Steve. Stand down. Real then, quiet, Steve. Clunk, 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 clunk. Then we get, if you had any tears left to cry, Jeez. the like the scene where uh, Column's dying 
And he's like, I, I just wanted to save you. And she's like, don't worry, I'm safe. They lie. Mother's right here. She just lies to him. Like, she just, lies. This is the last, this is the last gift. Lies. This is the last yeah. gift you I know, can give this poor dying mother man. Mother forgives you and I forgive you. And it was all worth it. Peace. Uh, and like, Dying it's peace. beautiful. And yeah, she hugs great. him. And 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 then, and then I wrote my notes. And then Paris walks up. <laughs> And oh, you, skip, like, <laughs> you skip the part where uh, there's the scene where Tom's like, "I gotta go down there and get him." I was oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, "Okay, oh yeah, Tom's in this episode." Where they were set, it was almost like they were setting up this Tom Paris commando yeah. raid to go in there, and then he shows up and everything's resolved. He's like, <laughs> "Damn it!" He literally walks in like, <laughs> "Hey!" It would have been awesome if he'd shown up like strapped up with like That'd type three phasers and yeah. pulse grenades and shit. <laughs> like he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here oh, to see. Oh, 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 I see that you're free. Oh, you're fine. Um, I mean, yeah, so I'll go back to the ship. I mean, it's always difficult to like, where do you go after a huge emotional moment like right. that? But the next thing is like, and Paris walks up and says, hello, Captain. I'm contractually obligated to be in this episode. It's an unenviable task to be the person with the next line after Kate Mulgrew has just cried over the body of Joel Gray. Right, right, right. Of her surrogate father that she just accepted. Sleep now, father. Then Forever. Paris has to walk up and say, um, hey, ready to go? Is this a good time for us to beam back? Or like you need another minute? <laughs> yeah, and I'll, but I'll straight up, I love the moment where she gets up and she looks at the resistance guy and she's like, you know, he did this for you and like he'll be remembered. And I'm like, yeah. hero of the revolution. That was a good line. Yeah, it was a good line. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And then then they leave, and then we have one final little scene that's just kind of a little button scene where Kim's giving a report about, and I fixed everything in a day, yeah. <laughs> Mom. You know, and she's like, she's just kind of staring off, and it's he's like, like, stick it on the fridge, son. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. and he, she's like, he's like, Captain, are you right? She's like, it's fine, it's fine. Go, go on. You did good, honey. Bye. Um, and it, it seemed like he had a little too much uh, like lip makeup on in this. I don't. I don't. I don't stare at Garrett yeah. Wong's lips the yeah. way that you. I do. mean, I no, you know, no one stares at his lips the way you do, Jonathan. <laughs> That's a separate <laughs> podcast. It's, it's just you. We're we're not there for that. I'm imagining like in your bedroom, you have like a full <laughs> ceiling to floor picture of your lawn. When I use those lips, there's like, push pins <laughs> with top pieces of string. You stand there with microphones. like a compass, like yes. What does it all mean? The radius what is perfect. <laughs> the golden rule. The Garrett rule. <laughs> but then then he then he leaves with his perfect lips and. Uh, <laughs> Then she pulls out the necklace and is very sad and, you know, holds them to her face. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's kind of pretty and sad. Uh, I don't, I don't, obviously you would compare this to like maybe an inner light from next gen sort of episode yeah. uh, where, where the, the captain meets a character on a planet and is like, has this whole relationship with yeah. them and is changed. Uh, I thought it was really good. I, like I will go ahead and say like kind of yeah. final thoughts. Like, mm -hmm. I thought this episode was really good, but I honestly had the thought that, this episode feels like a Voyager from another dimension, like from Earth 3. Mm -hmm. This is like a Voyager that's been – a different Voyager that's been running in parallel with the Voyager we've been watching. Right. And all of a sudden, we got to jump over and watch one episode of this other Voyager. And it was kind of like, what is this? Yeah. Like if you watched this show, this one episode and you never watched any other episode of Voyager, you would have – you would have a very vastly different idea of what the show's yeah, like and sure. what it's about. But in a good way. Like, I love that this has this flexibility to be so different and work. Because this was, like, the most Star Wars 
Star Trek. Yeah, I think I've ever it's seen. It's a completely different kind of storytelling from what we've seen. On uh, there's no other episode of Voyager we can liken this to. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. true. I mean, the closest would be Chakotay has one or two episodes like the thing where it's like he gets to be pulled away from the ship and have a very personal storytelling experience. Right. right. But he's really the only character we've seen get that yeah. at all. Um, certainly haven't seen that from Janeway up to this point, mm-hmm. and it's great to see. Yeah, um, it's great to get more Janeway, too. Yeah, more, and Janeway away from having to be on the bridge making decisions for other people, you right. know? I mean, I'm, I am surprised that it didn't, in the last 10 minutes, become a Kess episode, so. Yeah, it didn't pull that <laughs> weird left turn. <laughs> what if it had? And then Kess shows up and starts mind bullets. We haven't seen Kess. <laughs> Not for two episodes. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Um, well, she was in the last episode very briefly. Oh, was she? Oh, that's true. When um, the when the uh, Kazon are taking this sick bay. Oh, that's for right. the autopsy. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't she, even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they didn't do the weird left turn. Like this one shows like the confidence. Yeah. That some other episodes of Voyager don't have. Yeah. It's like it was. It was just. I thought it was a really good episode. What did you guys think? I also thought it was a good episode. Um, it's, it's very hard to find a, you know any fault uh, with Joel Gray. I mean, the man is amazing. Yeah, man. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's, he's a so legend good. for a reason. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And obviously, there's like a lot of there's a lot of musical theater f- fandom contained in this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I only know him from Remo Williams. I was yeah. about to say that. I was a, I was going to have like a trivia question for you. I was like, when was the last time Joel Gray and uh, and uh, Kate Mulgrew That's worked right. together? She was in Remo Williams. Yes, right. she was. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. Yeah. Where was Fred Ward in this episode? Was he was he too busy? <laughs> He's Fred Ward he's too the, busy. He's one of the stormtroopers. He's, he yeah. never gets to take his helmet off. <laughs> they hang out all the time. All, all the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think it's really good. I, I love the story. It's the kind of thing we could probably use a little more of this interspersed uh, throughout Voyager. Um, not that you'll get Joel Gray back every time, but this this kind of storytelling. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, Joel Gray's great. Watching he and him and Kate Mulgrew bounce off each other is great. Uh, Really have no major complaints. I would have to get very nitpicky. I've got, I, I have very minor complaints as well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like the whole Tom thing is just uh, like maybe it was a, con- you know, in his contract he had to be in this episode. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> I just wish they would just uh, just get away from that sort of stuff. We still continue on our journey of trying to figure out exactly what we're using Tom for. Yeah. I mean, we we've learned more about his character in Parturition, uh, certainly, but it's like, is he the badass is he the bad boy is he the ace pilot is he you know what what where does he fit in yeah and that felt like a weird them trying to be like what what would tom do in this situation and maybe like you said it may be a contractual thing maybe he had to be in it for four minutes or something yeah. otherwise they might have just left him out entirely like yeah. a big kiss hmm. i don't know but uh, anyway yeah that doesn't detract from the episode really no 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 it's again very nitpicky yeah uh like i said i've already kind of said like i really liked the episode i thought it was pretty good uh, not pretty good. I thought it was really good. Um, but also in that, like, it's almost not an episode of Voyager, you that's, know, like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost not like, it's almost like characters that well, we already know the characters. So they don't waste any time mm-hmm. reestablishing them or anything. Like it's almost like an episode of another show. Yeah. Uh, but in, but in like a good way, like I think that, that like enhances the overall show itself. Um, but like I said, it's very interesting back to back with the the episode right before, like going from the maneuvers into this. It's like, what are what is this show? What, yeah. are you, what are you guys doing? Like you're all over the place in a good way mostly, but like it's very, it makes me very interesting that what follows this. Right. <laughs> are we gonna try another detective noir thing? <laughs> Worked so well last time. Give it another shot. 
<laughs> what could possibly go wrong? The good citizens of the jury have reviewed the evidence. Gentlemen, your closing arguments. Your Honor, resistance is... Oh, uh, excuse me. I, I seem to have left my uh, argu- closing argument uh, right outside. Um, just give me one moment to, uh, to uh, get it. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Commander Spurlock. Your Honor, even if resistance were not a well-acted and touching piece of storytelling, I would still argue on its behalf simply for its inclusion of Joel Gray and the massive upgrade and guest star game that he represents. No disrespect to Sharon Lawrence and the guy who plays Reg Barkley, of course. I also love it for giving Jane Way a personalized, away-from-the-ship story that lets us know more about her as a person, not just as a Starfleet officer. It's an essential story for this character, in a treatment that, prior to this episode, the writers had only provided im chakote, un chakote, tu chakote. Thank you. Ultimately, the fate of this voyage is up to you good beings on the jury, but it is my august responsibility to make judgment based on the evidence and argument placed before the court today. After reviewing it all, I hereby decree that Case 212, Resistance, is good. These verdicts cannot be appealed. They are final and irrevocable within this quadrant, space-time continuum, and county. Court adjourned. The People vs. Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of no one. Space Judge Midnightian Later is played by Derek Adams. The prosecution, Ultra Magnus Secretario GT Supersport Deluxe to the Rear Admiral John Q. Continuum Esquire is played by Jonathan Sparks. The defense, Commander Matthias Zap Spurlock is played by Josh Darnell. All episodes of Star Trek Voyager are presumed good until proven garbage. Radio presentation. 
For more excruciating action, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you seek podcast content.